Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's a Friday fun day here on Oilers Now where guests receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Albert's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan. Maggie and the staff at Roos Chris that Oilers now sent you. So back in the old days when there was a show called Total Sports every Tuesday uh, during the 2007-2008 season, uh, we, we put together what was known as the Total Sports Dream Team. So had a little bit of fun. And uh, Tuesdays were our train wreck Tuesdays uh, days. And uh, we had a, uh, a guy that at that time was in uh, CTV Edmonton, but was uh, a, a really smart, self-deprecating guy uh, by the name of Ken Reed join us. And those of you know that Ken's moved on to much bigger and better things, as many of you watch him on a nightly basis on uh, Sportsnet. And uh, we also used to have Terry Ryan. And uh, Ken never took himself too seriously, uh, made fun of the fact that uh, by his own admission for television, he was a very average-looking dude. If you're average-looking uh, on TV... On radio, an average-looking uh, dude is just rephrased as ugly. And so uh, that's what I look at in the mirror on a daily basis. But uh, I love having Ken come on once in a while because he can always provide an interesting perspective on things. He is in uh, Toronto, the center of the universe. Or maybe I don't know if he's there today or if he's maybe golfing out in the Atlantic uh, right now. But we welcome back to the show um, a, a very prominent man from the province of Nova Scotia, Ken Reed. Hi, Ken. How are you? Hi, Bob. I don't remember saying I was average-looking. I remember saying, you know, slightly overweight, maybe a little pudgy, but I think still kind of handsome, but whatever works for you, buddy. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I once looked like... I wouldn't say handsome. No, self-deprecation, in my opinion, is the highest form of humor. If you cannot make fun of yourself, you should never make fun of anybody else. And I like to chirp guys, and I like to be chirped. So have at her, you know. I, I Yeah, I just like to have fun. And, and I'm in Toronto today, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, uh, and on that note, I mean, we have a couple uh, themes that we believe in. As an example, if you're a comedian and you have to do toilet talk or fart humor, you suck. 
If that's all the yep. juice, you, and and to me, it's no different than if you're a, a broadcaster, uh, and yep. if, if your whole act is uh, like if you're in Edmonton, if your whole act is Calgary sucks, or uh, right. if, if you're a, a writer or a, a sports personality in Calgary, and your whole act is slag in Edmonton, it means you have no juice. Agreed. Yeah, I remember getting into it with a guy on Calgary Radio one day about that, or part of me Edmonton Radio one day about that. Yeah. Yeah. As uh, it's hack humor, right? Like, yeah. Uh, there's hack humor and then there's thoughtful, insightful humor. Um, they can both be funny, uh, no, no doubt. But I, I prefer the maybe the more, uh, maybe the more insightful stuff. Maybe I prefer that a little bit more. Uh, Joe Rogan is at the River Cree tonight. River Cree, as you know, is a sponsor on the show, and I'm going to be going to that act. And some people have compared him, uh, likened him to sort of, uh, you know, former. I mean, you were the guy that sort of got me uh, into Bill Hicks a bit, and sort of because yeah. I didn't know a lot about. I certainly knew a lot about Sam Kinison, and, yeah. and in fact. Uh, Jerry Johansson has the Sports Corporation, and Stephen Kotlowitz, who represented you know George LaRocque and Dustin Penner over the years, Stephen Kotlowitz was actually an executive vice uh, executive producer on that Sam Kennison documentary that's uh, available that's out right now. But when, when I when I maybe educate our listeners here on just. You know, Kennison, I think a lot of people know, but not a lot of people knew uh, a lot about Bill Hicks. So so help yeah. us out there. I mean, this guy, your brother's a, a full-time comedian. That's his job, his profession. How special yeah. was uh, Bill Hicks of a, of, a, of a comedian? If you ask me, Bill Hicks is easily top five of all time, and my brother put me on to Hicks. So Hicks, unfortunately, passed away to cancer around 1994, I want to say. He was only around 34, 35 years old, but he was a guy that was way ahead of his time. Um, he was from Texas. Uh, Kennison got him in the clubs out in uh, out in out in L.A. and uh, he was an opinionated comedian. He wasn't up there doing fart jokes and and airplane food jokes. He was talking about things that people don't want to talk about. He pushed the boundaries. He'd talk about religion. He'd talk about sex. He'd talk about all kinds of crazy things. But he was. He's almost like a prophet. If you look, go back and look at his comedy now in the world we live in now, he nailed it. He knew what was coming. Um, he absolutely nailed it, and uh, he pushed the boundaries. I mean, this is a guy who, who did a Letterman show, and Letterman edited out some of some of his things because they were a little risque, and Letterman says that's one of the biggest regrets he ever had on the show was, was editing out some of uh, Bill's stuff. And after Bill died, Letterman actually had Hicks' mom on the show, and they aired the full thing. Um, he was awesome, and his stuff still stands the test of time now. You listen to a lot of old comedians, and what was considered funny 30, 40 years ago isn't funny anymore. If you listen to Hicks, um, he's still damn funny. And I think Rogan gets the Hicks comparisons because, um, to put it this way, there'll never be a bit another Hicks. It's like it's like talking about hockey and saying, this guy's Gretzky, yes. Well, he may be Gretzky, yes, but he's not going to be Gretzky. So right. Rogan's opinionated. Rogan, Rogan pushes the boundaries, so that's where Joe... I think it's uh, it's the Hicks side to him. I would say my brother has a little bit of Hicks in him too. He can get angry on stage. Bill can get angry on stage, but his his humor was it almost made you laugh because it made you uncomfortable. Which right. I think it's a real skill to bring out humor in, a, in uncomfortable topics. I think that's a real skill of great comedians, and that's what Hicks did for for me anyway as a fan. You mentioned uh, you know Kennison uh, got Hicks into the clubs, and I, in nineteen eighty six eighty seven. I spent a little bit of time down in Palm Desert, 
in Palm Springs, and there was a place called the Desert Fashion Place Plaza, and they had a, a club called the Comedy Club. It was actually owned by a, a Canadian woman from Montreal, and uh, we have a, a texter to the show, the Chisler. He worked at that club with me, and uh, very briefly, and I will tell you, we saw Robin Williams. I told you the story. Oh, wow. Live on back-to-back Friday nights. Incredibly engaging guy. And this is 86, 87, Robin Williams. Uh, I mean, he was... He was fueled and he was ready to roll. You know what I mean? Like there was no holding back, and just yeah. to see yeah. the sheer brilliance was awesome. And uh, I don't know if I ever actually saw Hicks at that time. I think that might have predated him a bit. But Kennison, yeah. Kennison was—he was like a comedy rock star there for a while, wasn't he? He was total rock star. He, uh, you know, he had the cameo in Back to School. Where he was the crazy prof. He was—he was the rock star comedian. He literally hung out with rock star. Right, so Bill got into the Hicks. Bill Hicks had a drug history too, but he got he was he got sober. He went and got off drugs and whatnot. Yeah, um, but I mean, yeah, was the rock star. He and Hicks had some sort of falling out. There's a great documentary about Bill Hicks on Netflix. Okay, um, and it was just uh, I, I put it this way: if you saw Hicks, you might not even remember that you specifically saw him because he didn't have the name at that point in time. Right. But you might say, oh, man, that comedian was great. What was his name? What was his name? What was his name? Well, it was probably Bill Hicks. Yeah. One of those deals. Yeah. yeah. But he was but he was, uh, he was, brash, and he, he just pushed it. And it's, it's still awesome to go back and watch his stuff. Yeah, well, it's always... He, uh, was, not, he was not your average 80s comedian, because a lot of time when we think of 80s comedian, right, we think of the guy... Guys that evening at the improv just kind of be goofballs. Bill Hicks is no goofball. Right. Like, you know, Gallagher. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? That's correct. <laughs> right? Correct. Like, you did not want to be Gallagher if you were a comedian. So, so tell, right. we're getting people texting the show. What about Bill Burr? Bill Burr was at the River Cree uh, yeah. two summers ago. And I, I know I went to, uh, and he is, how would you compare Joe Rogan to Bill Burr? I mean, Bill Burr's got a, uh, Bill Burr has a heavy sports influence, obviously, in, yeah. in his podcasts. Are, are they are they similar? Because uh, you know, I, I I might argue that Bill's got a probably a higher profile than Joe Rogan, but Joe Rogan's show uh, sold out almost immediately at the River Career. I mean, he's got a massive following. Yeah. Plus, Joe's smart. Right? He does the shows the weekends of the U.S. Radio. He does the show on the Friday nights in '94, which is brilliant. Bill Burr, yeah, he'd be Bill Hicks. He pushes it. He's yeah. really opinionated. He makes you laugh about uncomfortable things. Yeah, Bill Burr, he's right in there with the the Hicks influenced. Uh, Comedians for sure. I actually saw Bill Burr doing commentary on Rough and Rowdy, the, the topside competition that Firestool has. So yeah, he's he's sports influenced. So um, yeah, I'd say Bill Burr. He's 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 really he's really Bill Hicks for sure. Did you like uh, Greg Giraldo? Uh, I did. I think it was pretty tragic what happened to him. He was definitely awesome at what he did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed him. Unfortunately, like a lot of comedians, he went down. Kind of the wrong, the wrong way, but yeah, he was he was absolutely hilarious. He was absolutely hilarious. when when what do they call that when they do? I mean, there used to be the old Dean Martin roasts, and everybody the wanted comedian. Yeah, they used to right. The Don Rickles was sort of the, the forebearer of that, and yeah, right, yeah. and 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 so I mean, I just know Greg Giraldo was, I, you know, he was he was off the charts, funny man. Yeah, yeah. He, he, uh, yeah, he, he was he didn't seem to care. He didn't seem to care at all. So yeah, he was he was absolutely insult comedian, classic insult. From Toronto, uh, of course, spent time in Edmonton and Calgary. Ken Reed, and he's originally from uh, the lovely province of Nova Scotia. 
Do you have to rein it in a bit? Like uh, you're on a national sports broadcast each night. Do you have to make sure you don't, you know, you, you probably got a comment you'd like to get in there once in a while, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. You, you bite your tongue. You hold your tongue. You, I think that comes with experience after a while. You realize what flies, what doesn't fly. Yeah. I mean, the, the best the best comments are usually off the cuff, but you have to have that little half second delay in your head. Right. That says, can I say this or can I not say that? And. And again, if any form if any form of doubt enters your mind, you just go with no. It's like it's like Twitter. If you say, "Should I tweet this?" then you probably shouldn't. Should <laughs> yeah. I say this? You probably shouldn't. And but here's the other thing: in 2019, no matter what you say, somebody will be offended, right? So I always say, consider the source. But yeah. uh-huh. if you if you lived your whole life worrying about, I, I I'm not intentionally trying to offend anyone at right. any time, but. But you also got to realize, no matter what you do, someone's going to be offended. Yeah. You know? All right. One of our themes today, and uh, we hit you with this one late, but uh, you can chime in if you want, just because you get more of a national view on things. I, and I realize you guys, look, you obviously, hey, you're, yes, it's Sportsnet. It's a national show. You've got the regional rights for the Oilers, the Flames, and the Canucks. Yeah. I think you guys split the region on uh, what? Uh, you, split the Leafs. Tr- you split the Leafs. If yeah. Edmonton could uh, add a poacher player off another team, sub $4 million oh. bucks that could make an immediate impact based upon how the Oilers' roster configuration works, who would you go grab? Now, Brendan Escott's gone with Thomas Shabbat, who's obviously Mm -hmm. skilled. The fans in Ottawa aren't going to like this because my guy's from Ottawa, too. He went with Shabbat. I'm looking at Bouchard and Broberg and thinking in time they'll kind of have that. But for me, the guy's Pajot. Like, I just think he's a great third-line center. He's a Okay. Is there anybody off the top of your head that you could could think could... uh, Okay. off the top of my head, yeah, under four million a year, yeah. Uh, what's what's Vincent Trocheck's cap hit? Oh, I think he's four seven five off. Okay, uh, so that's but much. he but you're right, he's a heck of a player. And you know what, okay, Dale so Tal- Dale Talon knew he was a heck of a player when he was in the American League because he said we got a guy yeah. coming and this guy. But that would be yeah, they've got. Uh, I, I think if Florida had to move some money out, and they might have to move some they, money out. They're up against it. They're up against it. I think the guy yeah. that would go there, uh, well, would Hubert, I mean, Hubert had 90 points. I, I'm, Trocek's a great player. There's no way they would, you, yeah. could, you could get. I mean, no. I look at Pajot. No, but, but this is fantasy, right? This isn't pure, you get pure, Yeah, yeah pure, pure fantasy. fantasy. Trocek's a okay. great. Th- there's no wrong answers in this situation. Okay, so Tro, well, my, my answer's wrong, though, because Trocek's over the cap, over the $4 million. Yep. Let's. Let's go with, uh, you know who I really like? Um, and he gets no publicity, but I think he's just good stay at home. Is uh, Jordy Ben, who just moved out of Montreal this year. In Vancouver. You think he's yeah. you think he's an effective defenseman? I like him. Yeah. I don't think he's great, but I just think he's, he's one of those guys that kind of flies under the radar and does his job. Yeah. Um, see, I like, but I, I like a... I know he's on the top champs, but I like Vince Dunn. I think he's a good young player. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you can get get that seven hundred grand off Trocheck's salary, I think he'd be a great fit. Yeah. But you probably want a center, right? You're saying you probably want a well, center. Well, he's a center. He plays center. He plays there mostly center. Yeah. So okay. So I, that's that's in my wheelhouse. There you but, go. Uh, that's a little too high. A little too high. So I guess I lost the game. Uh, how come? And you know what the best part about this is? Whenever you suggest something like this, someone's yelling at the radio. You're a moron. So you can't win. Right. But. You know, you know, in every hey, I put I tweeted out lines today. We got like a hundred responses already, and sixty of them are like, I love it when guys tweet at you that don't follow you. 
but yeah, right, like they're just angry. They're just, or they're like, you're, you know, you're an idiot, or oh man, this is t-. Yeah. like, like it's June, it's July the twenty fifth, twenty sixth today. Like we're six weeks away from even getting yeah. close to, um, to rookie camp. Hey, I mean, uh, why do you think I'm on the show? Why do you think I'm on the show? Come on, these are the dog days. <laughs> you notice, uh, hey. Hey, look! It's eleven o'clock Edmonton time. Uh, can you do the show? <laughs> like, I, when, sure. you need, when you when you need me in forty minutes? Yeah, okay, that's sure. There. All right, now no you, you. How many books have you now written, Ken Reed? Uh, I've written four. Four have been published. Okay, and the, uh, you. Uh, you didn't see that coming, did you? I can't believe there's that much published interest in your work, frankly. But have you written <laughs> one or you. two? Have you written one or two books on? Uh, the, you did you did one on hockey cards, right? I, I did two on my hockey cards, hockey card stories, and then hockey you, card stories too. You did Danny Marouk. I did Dennis Marouk, and I did one night only about guys who played just a single game in the National Hockey, which well, I thought was a little intriguing for a wannabe like myself. Well, uh, yes, uh, we lacked the speed, talent, agility, coordination, toughness, character, and discipline to play major junior hockey, let alone. I games. would say you and I both had the character. Okay, there we go. Everything else, Everything we're, we're, we both. Be- you too. We're good in the room. Uh, actually, our next guest might uh, disagree. I've got Guy Godowski coming up out of Penn State in the next hour, and he was my teammate, and he'd probably tell you I did lack the character. Uh, oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't exactly the most mature 15- and 16-year-old kid, and fortunately that stayed with me all these years later. So so uh, I'm going to make a prediction right now. Your next book, and I know you tweeted out a, a, you know who, who it's about, the next book yeah. is going to be your biggest seller. You think? I hope so. So tell yeah. people about it. So my next book is with one Eddie Shack, and it's coming out this fall. It's with Framework Sports Marketing. They started a publishing wing, and they contacted me about four months ago. So this is quick. Said, we, can you do a book with Eddie Shack? I said, oh, my God, Eddie Shack. Because, you know, everyone has an Eddie Shack story. So, um, I mean, the guy had yeah, a song. Met- the guy had a song about him back in the mid-'60s, didn't he? Oh, and he'll let you know that, too. So we, we did the book in the same style that Don Cherry did his books, where he's just kind of telling stories, so yep. story after story after story, and I'm basically just writing down the stories. To accompany the stories, I have my own little notes in there to put things in perspective. And then we have some uh, some players of rather huge significance. They talk about the impact Eddie Shack had on them. We got uh, Wayne Gretzky, Phil Esposito. Uh, George Armstrong did an interview with us, the former Leafs uh, captain, who sure. does not Punch. do a lot of media. Yeah. So that was that was a big get. And Eddie just spouts off and tells stories, gives his opinion. It's not a I was born here book that's chronological the whole way through. It's stories about what he when he used to work in the mines and getting fights with little European guys as he calls them. It's yeah, his stick fight with Larry Zidell is in there. Two of sure. his stick fights with Larry Zidell, I should say, both of them. Um and the best part about that is Bernie Perrant telling me what it sounded like. Because Bernie Perrant was the goalie when they were had their stick fight uh, when it was a Boston-Philadelphia right. game. It, that was played in Toronto, of all places, because the roof of the Spectrum blew off. Bernie's telling me about the sound of the stick fight. Eddie, Eddie goes on and talks about the first time he met the young Gretzky guy out in Edmonton with Pop Shop. So Wayne tells that story as well. So it goes everywhere. And uh, everybody knows Eddie Shack, so maybe everybody will pick up the book. Well, it's interesting because, you know, the Leafs uh, won the three cups from 62 to 64, and Eddie Schock was a big part of it. I mean, he was one of their, 
I don't know if they had enforcers back then, but he was a guy that would play, as yeah. we all know, on the edge. Brendan, uh, Brendan Escott's our producer. If you can look up uh, Eddie Shock being chased around the rink and tweet that out from the Oilers Now account, because <laughs> uh, that was when he'd returned to the Maple Leafs in the mid-70s. Yeah. And by that yeah. point, you know, he was probably... 37 or 38 and yeah he probably wasn't that intrigued in fighting the heavyweights at that time at that stage that was the the plager brothers and uh bob kelly not bob the hound but uh battleship chasing eddie around and uh eddie said you know what i already fought a bunch of guys that night so i said i'll get the hell out of here he said i could skate fast with those goons backwards and those goons could skate forwards those are eddie's words not mine right that's that's what that's one thing i wanted to make clear in the book it's like these are Eddie's, Eddie's words. This is this book is the closest you'll get to sitting down in a bar and just talking with Eddie. Yeah, like I didn't change any of his words. The grammar's off, you know. And uh, well, Zidell, yeah, Zidell, as you know, swearing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's never bad. You can, hey, you know what did George Carlin? How many words did George Carlin say you can say on TV? Seven. How many are we down to? Three. Uh, yeah. Well, with Trump as the president, I think we're down to negative four right now. Down to negative four. So uh, Larry Zidell played for the Edmonton Flyers here, and there was, uh, you know, Stan Fisher wrote a piece on that, and he, it was it was ugly, ugly stuff. And let's just say what guys said back then you can't say today on the ice. Correct. But it was, Correct. like, it was a full-on hack fest. Like, they just sat there and clubbed each other and yeah. carved each other. You can't even relate to it. Like, could you imagine that happening no. today? No, no it's, it's insane to even think of. I mean, when when uh, when Barkley or when Doctor Hook goes to stick fight Dave Killer Carlson in the in slap shot, that doesn't even do it justice. Apparently, they just sat there and swung their sticks off each other's heads for a minute, which yeah. I think is just absolute insanity. I I could not imagine, and they did it twice, a decade apart. Yeah, they did it twice, a decade apart, which to me is just. I mean, I, the thought of even as a player hitting another player over the head with your stick, no matter what that player does, right, never occurred to me. Yes, I'm sure it doesn't occur to any modern players. And then to do it for a minute nonstop, it's just insanity. So, yeah, yeah big. There's that's that's prominently featured in the book. Uh, all right, uh, Ken. When does the book come out on Eddie Shack, Ken Reed? Sure, the book will be out, or probably around October 15th. It's going to be through Framework Sports. Um, Eddie's going to do tons of signings, and uh, hopefully we'll get it out. In, it's going to be out into stores uh, around October 15th. And honestly, can you think of a better better Christmas present for your dad or grandpa or anybody who watched Eddie Shack? And, and I think when younger players read it, they'll probably think it's total fiction, right? Cause but it really did happen. happen. <laughs> but that, that, but it happened, man. What can I tell you? It happened. Yeah, it happened. Hey, uh, we're going to leave you with this. This text comes in. Is this a comedy show or Oilers now? I want to talk about fourth-line options for the Oilers down in Bakersfield in the AHL. Well, <laughs> and, uh, and we'll get you to comment on this, uh, Bob, uh, Bob and Ken. Uh, Bill Burr's uh, best performance ever, the Philadelphia Rant Show. Did you ever, did you ever hear that one? That was great. It's fantastic. Yeah, he just attacks Philadelphia. So, they, so the deal was they were booing everybody off, all the comedians off stage in Philadelphia, and yeah. he just absolutely what eviscerated the city of Philadelphia and all their loser teams and how yeah. they become less relevant of an American city, because he's from Boston, right? And he went sure. nonstop for, and he counted down minute by minute, and by the, oh, end, by the end he'd won the crowd over, hadn't he? He'd won them. But, uh, you know what I do? I When I do a lot of MC work. I'll go after the town in question, where I'm at, or a couple of neighboring towns, the hack stuff, but it's fun, man. 
just going after a town is a lot of fun. I but, thought you said on radio that's poor form. It is, but I'm not a professional. Uh, there we go. Well, I'll tell you what, I, uh, I, my hometown of Pick, though, I love it, but you know I'm not afraid to make fun of it. I love it so much. But I, I always think about this, Bob, when I think about our old train wreck Tuesdays days. Remember the time the guy called in about the Raptors and we laughed him off the air? Yeah. And, and, and now look. <laughs> Remember a guy called in, what do you guys think about the Raptors? You and I both looked at each other and just started laughing. So I always think about that when we cover the Raptors. Well, you know, 11 years later, uh, half of Canada. In Edmonton in the summer, a guy calling about the Raptors. We were like, are you serious? Oh, no, there's oh. Uh, there's uh, there's a guy at another station, Dustin, that does a lot of stuff with the Raptors. So I'll give them their they've, – they've got some relevance to them. For the younger demographic, it's worth. There's no Definitely. question. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Ken, you know what? Uh, we'll get you on in October when the book comes out, okay? Okay, we'll get Eddie on, and we'll put a 47-second delay on it, too. Perfect stuff. Thanks for your time, Ken. Thanks, buddy. Have a great summer. Yeah, from NHL uh, Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet, uh, that is Ken Reed, part of the, uh, well, some would say not-so-legendary Trainwreck Tuesdays. We're right up against the break. Kerry McCarthy coming up uh, with a global news weather traffic update and about 106, the head coach of Penn State's hockey program, Guy Gadowski. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.